Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. We are post-Thanksgiving, so we're into the crunch time of the season. Bill Belichick said that football doesn't start until Thanksgiving, so here we are on to the run for the playoffs now. I'm joined tonight by Jack at JackT underscore 95 on Twitter and Liam underscore Liam Horsley on Twitter. Jack, how are you doing this week? He just wrote in our chat that he can't hear you, so I'm not sure how else he's doing. It seems to happen all the time. Liam, how are you this week? It looks like you might be the go-between between between me and Jack once more. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, Um, England winning football made me feel a little bit happier this week, so it's good. Uh, And we've probably got the best slate of games we've had for, I don't know, maybe seven or eight weeks, to be honest. So, um, yeah. We'll see. It should be a really good weekend. Uh, Me and you might not be talking on Sunday, but hopefully by next week's podcast, we'll be on speaking terms. We'll see. Yeah, we've we've struck lucky that, really, haven't we, with... um... Yeah. With that game being 9.25, obviously the England game 7 o'clock, so we won't have any kind of decisions to make. Well, we might have here, it's extra time, but um, yeah, we'll be multi-screening anyway, and obviously Romo's on that game being the arguably yeah. the biggest game of the weekend. Um, what, I, I want to say biggest game of the season. I know that's um, hyperbole, and it's because I support <laughs> one of the teams, but if you look at the team, the games between the two last year, it was they, they were incredible, so we um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm surprised they didn't get flexed, I have to say. Uh, I thought our game or the Dolphins game might get flexed. Uh, and I can't remember who they're playing, but isn't it? I can't remember what team it is now, but isn't it the Colts again that are on? Colts and Cowboys. Obviously, it being yeah. the Cowboys, they had to keep it in because they were <laughs> never going to flex out the Cowboys. But yeah, that's yeah. a ten and a half point handicap <laughs> on that one compared to the Bengals v Chiefs and Dolphins against uh, 49ers, which would be a heck of a game as well. Um, yeah. Jack's having some technical issues. I'm sure we'll be back in a minute. He apparently can't hear either of us this week. It's normally just me. Um, so <laughs> I will chuck him I'm back, back in. Um, I can hear you. Don't know what happened there. Hey, there we go. Uh, Jack, how are you? I'm not too bad now that I can hear you. Um, <laughs> looking forward to a very, very good slate of NFL. Um, best one in a good few weeks now. So looking forward to it. Uh, right, why don't you get straight in with your best bet then? We'll uh, we'll start with you now you're back and we'll uh, get get on from there. Yeah, um, I've backed against the Titans multiple times this year, not getting stoned it again. Plus, I think it's plus five, four and a half in some places. The line seems to be going down a bit. Um, just Mike Rabel uh, as an underdog, just you have to back him. Uh, I know the Eagles are 10 and 1, but they seem to be not playing as well this time of the year as they were earlier on. Uh, that being said, one loss is very impressive this time of the year, but... I expect uh, the Titans to match up very well against them. Um, Derrick Henry, I know he's injured, but he should be able to play. Um, expect him to run all over the uh, Eagles' run defense and vice versa. Um, the Eagles obviously are very good running the ball, but it's probably the Titans' defense main strength. So plus five and a half. I think the Eagles will probably win the game, but it's way too many points for me. Yeah, I agree. I think it could be a field goal game, to be honest. Um, one of the props I was going to mention was Henry's rushing prop. So it's 20 carries, so 20.5 carries. I'm going to go over. I just think they're going to run him into the ground. I think last week he was under this number, but the week before he had like 27 carries. So I just think against the Eagles, who can't stop the run, but they can stop the pass, I think uh, Henry's a good one. So yeah, I agree with this. I think Titans could win the game. This is one of the games I had the Eagles down, potentially losing when they were zero losses and we were all talking about that undefeated season. I thought this could be the, the tricky game because, like Jack said, rush defense is good. Um, obviously, they can run the ball themselves, and I think it should be a, a close game. Titans always play well against better teams, so I think they'll do that this week. 
Uh, they didn't do that last week, but yeah, that was uh, <laughs> obviously a team that they cannot beat is uh, the Bengals. And the Bengals were fantastic on defence last, last week. Sold out to uh, stop the run and it worked well. Um, yeah, th- I think if you're looking at that game, I guess just total rush yards. I know you can do that on 365. Obviously, the Eagles are very run heavy. And if you're going to have uh, the Titans and Henry running 20, 30 times a game, then they should both be run heavy. Um, I haven't really got anything on the spread on that one. I do agree with... Vrabel as an underdog generally, but as I say last week, kind of puts me off that one. Um, so yeah, so stay away from me. Um, my best bet for this week is going to be tonight's game. Bills minus three and a half out of Patriots. Total is forty-three point five. There, yeah, I don't, I don't really see why this has come down from about five points during the week. Um, I've not seen any injury news on the Bills. The weather seems fine tonight. It's not windy. It's dry. It's going to be cold, but that's it. Um, and then the Patriots are the Patriots. I just don't think they've got enough to keep up with the Bills. If the Bills score two, three, four touchdowns, which they're very capable of, then I don't really see the Patriots getting that many back. Um, I think Damian Harris is out. Ramondre Stevenson's looked really good in recent weeks. He's uh, doing a lot in the catch- in the pass-catching game. So 37.5 yards for his receiving is a decent one for me uh, that I like. Um but yeah, I just think the Bills have got far too much on offense with Josh Allen to for the Patriots to keep up. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, Bills, definitely all over the Bills uh, tonight. Um, I think the Thanksgiving game, uh, the Bills did not great against the Lions, but the Lions are probably a bit underrated, um, in fairness, even by the likes of me. Um, back together some multiple times, stung me. Not doing it again. Um, but yeah, look, the Bills, um, minus three and a half, I think you should take that all day. Uh, I think Mac Jones... Oh, the Vikings defense is horrific. Like so, I know he played well on Thanksgiving, but wouldn't really take too much heat of it. I expect uh, the Bills defense to dominate most of the game. Um, as a Dolphins fan, I'm not really sure can both teams lose, but you're kind of going in between. Will the Dolphins <laughs> make the playoffs and take a, a wild card, or should you be aiming for the AFC East? So I suppose look, there's advantages to both of it. But um, yeah, I definitely be leaning towards the Bills. And as for the total points, probably be staying away from that. Dolphins fans got to be cheering on the Patriots, haven't they? Get that home playoff game in Miami in ridiculous heat, I think, is what you've got to be cheering for. But, uh, yeah, no, I can't believe the spread. I thought it would be six and a half, to be honest. I know they're on the road, but, um, yeah, this is one of the options as well for best bet. I just think the Bills are a much better team. Um, in terms of a prop as well, Bill Belichick likes to stop the best option, so I actually do think they might stop Josh running the ball. Um, and if that happens, uh, Diggs's line is six and a half receptions. I just think that... If they decide to use Diggs, then he's going to get eight, nine, ten receptions. But we'll see. We saw on Thanksgiving and the game before that he moaned twice on the sidelines. So I'm hoping this will be a big game for him. Um, but yeah, they should win. They should have lost the Lions, but I don't think they're going to play that badly twice. Um, so yeah, last uh, last couple of games in New England, 33-21 to the Bills, 38-9 to the Bills. Um, so they're not, not exactly doing terribly in New England recently either, so... That yeah, playoff um, game was probably the most dominant like, or biggest loss I've ever seen Bill Belichick have on the defence that he's coached ever, I think. Yeah, that was, what, well, was 38-0 at half-time or something ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah. it was, um, ridiculous start for the Bills. Uh, all right, that's enough about my one. Uh, go on then, Liam. Give us yours. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately for you, I've gone Chiefs minus two uh, at the Bengals. There was a couple of options, but they all drifted to three and a half, and this was the only game that stayed under three. Um yeah, anytime I can get Mahomes under a, a field goal favourite for a game, I'm just going to have to do it. Similar to when we played the Ravens on the road uh, last season. Um, very rare two points this year against the Bucks. We were two and a half uh, to three. I just think that 
you just don't get Mahomes at that line very very often. Um, in terms of the game itself, I think it'll be a fun game. There's a lot of smack talking on Twitter as well between players already, which is nice to see. Um, and I, I could be proved wrong, but I just think Mahomes especially, he's going to be more up for this game than any game you'll see all season. So my opinion is I think the Chiefs score quite a lot of points. So if the Bengals score 40 and win, then I lose the bet. But I just think Mahomes is probably going to get into the late 30s in this week. I think he's going to be pretty, pretty motivated. Here you up. Uh, no, yeah, you you go, Jack. I'll let you um, uh, go, and then I'll finish it off. Yeah, I'm expecting a very good game here. Um, Chiefs minus two. I, I'm just going to stay away. I think the Bengals are look they had a bad start to the season, but probably one of the best teams in the NFL now. Um, I think the Bengals' defense is probably one of the most underrated uh, units in the whole NFL. Like they're they're very very good. So if I was to lean out anyways here, I'd probably go under fifty three points. Um, completely disagreeing with what you said, Liam. I think it'll be kind of like <laughs> two, maybe both in the early twenties kind of uh, scoreline. So that'd be my lean there. And yeah, it's one of the look. I thought the Forty Nineers and Dolphins might be on, but then I seen Chiefs and Bengals on the same time. I was like, there's obviously only going to be one game on. So yeah, looking forward to this game as well, and probably lean towards under. Yeah, last time the Chiefs won in Cincinnati, you two weren't born. Um, I was a one-year-old. It was 1984, 6-0. So you remember uh, it well, then. Cincinnati. (laughs) One of the the proudest moments in Bengal history. Um, (laughs) No, it was, um, yeah, 6-0 to Cincinnati since then. Obviously, it's been quite a while for most of those games, but 2-0 in the last couple of years with Burrow versus Mahomes. I, I wouldn't be touching this game at all. I, I do agree that the Chiefs minus two is probably the side I'd, side I'd be leaning on. Um, but we thought that last year in Cincinnati and we thought that last year in KC and Burrow and the Bengals defense turned it around and managed to get managed to get the win. I agree that Mahomes is obviously going to be pretty motivated on this one. Just had his yeah. uh, second kid as well. So, you know, he's going to be feeling... Well, it could go either way. He could be really, no really tired. and <laughs> Yeah, could be shattered from... Uh, not doing anything but yeah he's going to be this is the game that i'd imagine he had circled for revenge after a couple of games last year so he'll be playing at the top of his game uh jamar chase should be back for the bengals joe mixon is still still in percussion uh percussion uh concussion protocol i believe um but we saw last week some rgp ryan's still pretty darn good um and the bengals defense they can alter how they play to stop the run or the pass and obviously they did that in both the second halves against the chiefs last year so I think it will be close. I, I honestly would lean under as well. Um, but either way, I think it's going to be a heck of a game and one that very much looking forward to seeing. Um, is he, is he so, on, play, by the way? I haven't seen anything on that, actually. Um, yeah, obviously, it was Tyreek he was bitching about, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, Hardman, I think Hardman he moaned about first and then Hill stuck up and they had a big round on Twitter. So, yeah, uh, just yeah, knowing well, what Mahomes is like, I think he's going to throw it. Apple a lot if he plays because Awuzie yeah. is out, isn't he, for the season? So he's not going to be in the game. Yeah, he's done for the um, year. Yeah the, yeah, the secondary on paper doesn't look great, but um, Cam Taylor Britt, the rookie's come in and he's looked really good. He's the one who punched out the ball from Derek Henry on the one yard one yard line to kill a load of bets and fantasy things for people last week. But he's he's stepped up well on his debut, so we'll see how it goes with it. Um, we haven't got Callum's best bet this week, but we think it's between two. It's either going to be <laughs> Lions plus one at home hosting the Jaguars. Uh, the total in there is 51.5. Um, yeah, the Lions obviously kept it close to the Bills last week. The Jaguars, in fairness, had probably their game of the season. It was Trevor Lawrence's best performance, arguably, of his career in comeback win against the Ravens. Excuse me. 
Uh, but the Lions, I, I personally, I think the Lions are a better team here. And I think giving them a point at home is a little bit of an insult to them. I know that Callum will be saying similar. And when he listens to this, he'll be nodding along in agreement. Um, again, I'd probably lean under on the total. Um, but it's because it's quite a high one. But yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be going Lions minus one if I had to pick anything here. Yeah, I agree. Um, not back against the Lions again. They've cost me, I'd say, near a thousand euro this year. Like <laughs> accumulators against them and everything. They're just always letting me down about whoever's playing against them. So, yeah, I think the Jags probably might be overvalued after beating the Ravens last weekend. So, I don't know. I'm probably just going to stay away from it. But if, if I had to back on, then it definitely wouldn't be against the Lions here. So, yeah, Lions would be my, my one uh, lean. Yeah, it's not just to annoy Callum whilst he's sitting at home listening to this, but I think I probably have to go Jags. I just think they're way better. Um, I said it all season. Their numbers, advanced analytics-wise, are really, really good, but they've lost some terrible games. So the offense is still really good. Like you said, Lawrence probably had his best game ever, I would say, in the NFL last week, or maybe second best. I know he had a good week 15 game last year, but um, yeah, I just think they're a better team. Uh, I, I'm not sure about the total either. I know Callum would say smash the over because he loves the Lions games going over. Um, but yeah, I agree with you that I think that uh, the Jaguars are a little bit better at stopping the run, uh, which I think they can do to the Lions. And then, um, yeah, we'll see which Trevor Orange turns up. But for me, I would probably lean towards the Jaguars here. I just think they're, they're a better team. Um, but yeah, Lions did look good last weekend or last week. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, Jamal Williams, see if he gets another one-yard touchdown. Um, as you say, the Jags have been good, but it's difficult to stop him at the one. So we'll see how it goes for them. Uh, yeah, we believe it was probably between the Lions or Dolphins, plus four at 49ers. The total is just 46.5 in this one. Um, I'll leave this to... Actually, I'm going to go straight to Jack on this one. I'll leave you to um, describe this one to me because it's probably the biggest game in, for the Dolphins in a few years. Yeah, um, I was really looking forward to this game and then Armstead for the Dolphins is out, left tackle. Well, he's not out, but he's they're saying he's probably not going to play. Uh, Austin Jackson, the right tackle, is out as well. That's to his blind side. I, I don't know. I, I'd usually lean towards the Dolphins plus four, but I just think the 49ers are going to be all over the Dolphins, like offensive, or the offensive line of the Dolphins really going to struggle. I know two gets the ball out early, um, but the 49ers defense is obviously one of the best in the NFL. Uh <sighs> I think the Dolphins could keep it close, but uh, I don't know. Like as a Dolphins fan, like you have to be kind of thinking like this has to be the biggest game of the year so far. But I I can't see them winning the game. Four is probably the right. I would look. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a twenty one seventeen sort of game. Um, I'd lean slightly towards the unders because I expect the Dolphins defense to have to step up because I, the offense has been carrying the Dolphins the entire year, and I expect the the defense to finally kind of pull it up to the Forty ers a bit. But if if I'd any lead, it would, would be the unders and. That's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd hate being against Jack every time, but I'd probably lean the over, I think, <laughs> on this game. Um, both offences are playing really good. I know Christian McCaffrey went out injured today in practice, um, but they said they're still hopeful he can play on Sunday. So we'll see, because that doesn't make a difference, because Elijah Mitchell's on IR as well now. So if he can't play, then we're going to be left with Davis Price. And I know Shanahan loves his random running backs, but I think I prefer CMC in this game if I was a 49ers fan. So I'd lean the over. Um, Spread-wise, I probably won't touch it. I think the 49ers were probably the better team, but I've backed against the Dolphins too many times this season and lost, so I'm probably going to stay away from it spread-wise. Um, and brief trip back to uh, Bengals, Kansas City, but there's rumours of a falling out between Chiefs corner, Chidarius Ward and Tyreek Hill last year in that game, like a really big like halftime fight. And uh, now they get to play against each other. So I think Tyreek Hill over on every single bet is going to be my <laughs> best bet for this week. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, I, I'm. He's not. He's not one to hold grudges, is he, Terry? <laughs> Never heard that. No, um, I for me, it's a bit gutting that it's on the same time as the Bengals Chiefs because yeah. it's one that I really wanted to watch. I was uh, very much looking forward to this game. I, I have no idea who's going to win it. I would, I mean, I've got to say 49ers, but learning that Christian McCaffrey's coming in banged up, um, he was a big, well, the main reason why I've been so high on them recently. If he's not going or is hampered, then that's going to be a bit of a struggle. Um, yeah, I I think it's going to be a heck of a game. Obviously, Mike McDaniel going back to his former team. Um, they know each other well. So, in theory, I mean, I guess I'd lean under. I've written up over in one of the pieces <laughs> I've done this week. So, now I'm going to just uh, do, a, do a Mark Sessler and take both sides of it and go for that. Um, but, yeah, I've had to admit that Tua is pretty good, that the offense for the Dolphins is pretty good. Um, he obviously gets the ball out quick, like you said. but um, And he's won every game. Or they've won every game that he started and finished. So I guess it's whether he finishes the game. And without a left tackle and a right tackle, then <laughs> who knows? That might that might actually be in question. So yeah, it should be a heck of a game and um, one that I will most definitely. Well, I'll have red zone on one channel and the Bengals on the other, and it's going to be on. Uh, I'd imagine the Dolphins game will be very well highlighted on red zone. Let's uh, let's say it that way. Um, right, Browns minus seven at the Texans, total of forty-seven points. Deshaun Watson obviously returning against his former team. Um, and that's pretty much all I really want to say about the Browns. Obviously, they won last week with Jacoby Bissett in overtime. Um, then they've obviously jettisoned him now that they've got their um, questionable quarterback uh, returning for them. He's been strictly not saying anything this week other than talking about the game, which you've got to kind of expect. Um, I, I can't see anything but Browns minus seven. I mean, Watson could be terrible after playing for, after not playing for two years. But even if he is, Nick Chubb's going to score two, three touchdowns against his Texans team. And two or three touchdowns is all you need to beat the Texans by seven points. So, yeah, Tex, uh, Browns minus seven for me. That's uh, That's all I'm doing. Uh, yeah, usually I'd be picking Texans plus seven here, but Jesus, like they were terrible against the Dolphins. Like they, that's one of the worst end. That's one of the worst performances as well. Worst halftime performances I've ever seen from a team. I know they kind of came back in the second half, but the Dolphins took out two uh, halfway through the third quarter, only two or three scores down, which just goes to show you how bad the Texans are. When Mike McDaniel's is like, it's okay, you can just play Skyler Thompson and concentrate next week. Um, it's mad that Deshaun's playing against his old team. Um, that's probably the only reason why I'd stay away from it. Otherwise, I'd probably go Browns minus seven. But the fact that he hasn't played in is it a year and a half or two years since he's played his last game, I'd probably end up just staying away. But going to my head, Browns are just miles better than the Texans. So I'd probably go Browns minus seven if I had to bet on it. Yeah, I think from this this game under 47, there's probably a good shout, to be honest, because I think Texans are pretty bad on offense. They're going to be playing Allen at quarterback again. Um, so, yeah, I think under 47 would be my best bet. Um, they seem like they're the team that are deliberately tanking or playing worse players to lose better than everyone else now. You're seeing a lot of these bad teams win games, but the Texans seem to be, uh, to, be to be tanking. In terms of spread... I'll take Texans plus seven because I'm just going to take opposite to the Browns every week whilst Deshaun's the quarterback. So I'll say that. But my actual best bet, I just think under 47, it's too high, I think. He looked awful in preseason um, in the one, yeah. two drives he played. It's hardly played for, for, for a couple of years. Was injured before that as well. So it's not all because of the court cases. He has actually had two injuries since he last played. Um, so I don't think he's going to come out and play very well. So, um, yeah, I, I would lean Texans, but under 47 for me is the, the best bet. 
yeah, definitely can't argue with the under there. Um, another another one that you probably can't argue with the under <laughs> on is Broncos plus eight and a half at the Ravens. Total is only thirty nine, but they've gone under in the last seven games. Uh, the Broncos, um, obviously very good defense, terrible, terrible offense, and their total down was down to thirty six and a half last week against the Panthers. And they ended up, as I say, going under that somehow, uh, 20, uh, 33 points in that game. Um, yeah, I thought the Broncos would have, even with how terrible they've been, I thought they'd be able to beat the Panthers last week and they looked worse than ever. So I'd have to be leaning Ravens minus eight and a half, but the the only bet for me on this one would be under 39 points. Obviously, the Ravens haven't been scoring well recently at all. So yeah, under 39 points. Yeah, it's one of the biggest handicaps, I think, of the weekend, uh, eight and a half. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback like Russell Wilson to just, like I'd say, a lot of people would have said he's probably top five, top, definitely top 10 quarterback last year, the year before. Um, but he's absolutely horrendous. Like, I've never seen a fall from Grace like it in my entire life. Um, apparently, he's lost the locker room as well. Uh, 39. I'd expect the Ravens to absolutely smash them. Um, Broncos are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um yeah, they're probably my worst bet. I've said it before, my worst bet ever. Broncos win the Super Bowl at twenty-two to one the start of the season. <laughs> um, they're unwatchable. So yeah, I'd probably be pretty confident of the Ravens covering the eight and a half. To be honest, the Broncos are that bad. They're just yeah finished. Yeah, I think I'd lean with Adam that under thirty-nine is probably the best bet. I would say the Ravens should cover the eight and a half, but the amount of times the Ravens have not covered big spreads this year has been nuts, especially for a team that for the two seasons before always covered big spreads. So um, I'll probably tease them down into something, um, but I think under 39 is the best bet. And um, feels like we've always got Russell Wilson jokes on this podcast, but uh, apparently half the team didn't come to his birthday party this week. So it just gets worse. <laughs> like they, it just seems like they hate him. So um, I don't know what they're going to do in Denver. Um, I don't think Hackett's long for the job. But uh, yeah, I think under 39 is probably a good bet. Lamar banged up in training again this week. He's always ill or injured. Um, so I think under 39 is probably a safe bet. Yeah, obviously they paid him $215 million or whatever they uh, they paid him. So we know what they're going to do. They're going to stick with him. But um, yeah, it's not been pretty. I was going to say, I assume he was the defensive half of the team that didn't turn up. But then I can't imagine many of the offense <laughs> wanted to turn up either. So yeah, it's uh, obviously a complete and utter shambles with him at the moment. So we'll give that one a mess. Um, Packers minus four and a half at the Bears. 43.5 is the total. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. But is Aaron Rodgers going to play? Um, that's the big question really with his poorly thumb which apparently is worse than it it could possibly have ever been and I assume it was him that promoted that story to make him look like the hero um, yeah the, the the Packers always cover against the Bears so I would obviously only be leaning Packers minus four and a half we don't know if Justin Fields is going to play for the Bears or whether it will be Trevor Simeon who in fairness looked good for a quarter and a half um, last week or whether it will be Nathan Peterman, who very nearly played last weekend after the complete shambles that that game was. Um, the Bears, obviously, without Darnell Mooney now as well, so that's their best pass catcher out as well. Uh, Khalil Herbert's still on IR, so really, it's Fields or the quarterback, whoever they've got, and Montgomery and Colcomet, and that's pretty much all they've got. So you'd imagine Christian Watson's probably going to have a, a couple of uh, red zone targets and add to his six touchdowns that he's had this year. He had one with Jordan Love last week, I believe. So he's obviously got a connection with the backup as well. So yeah, Packers more, minus four and a half for me. Yeah, it's a strict, uh, strict stay away from me. Um, 
Uh, Jordan Love looked good um, against the Eagles last weekend. Um, I'm not really sure if you can take much notice of it because if someone comes in like that, I said the Eagles defense were like, it's going to be easy pickings here. And if he's anyways decent at all, they need to be a bit surprised by it. Um, the Packers, yeah, they have some record against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers is just ridiculous against them. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play or not, but the fact that he said he should play, I assume he would because that organization seems to be half afraid of him, um, even though the season is basically over for the Packers. Uh, if Justin Fields is playing, the 43.5 over has to be hit. And if he's not, I'd lean towards under. But um, I probably would stay away against you just because we don't know the status of the two quarterbacks yet. Yeah, I think if Fields plays, then over 43.5 would probably be the best bet. I know Brad Spielberger, who works for PFF, who's from Chicago, was saying that He's basically fit to play, but they don't want to risk it and obviously want to partly lose games to get left tackle or wide receiver in the draft. Um, but yeah, I think if he plays, I agree, 43 and a half. If not, I think Packers minus four and a half is a good bet. Rogers, um, he talks a lot. So I think the fact he said he's going to play now, he's the type of person that will definitely play because I don't think he wants to be embarrassed and then not playing it like a worse than he already looks. So yeah, I think he'll play. Um, and I know it's a rib injury and a thumb injury now, but I just think that he'll play and that they'll win by a touchdown plus against the Beth. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he said that as long as it's possible for them to make the playoffs, he'll keep on playing and mathematically is technically possible. It's uh, obviously very unlikely. Um, but yeah, it looks like we'll probably see him out there. So yeah, I, I would be saying he owns them still, even with injuries. Uh, Jets plus three at the Vikings, 44 and a half is the total there. Um, I, t- I mean, I know that the Vikings are fraudulent and I know that Callum's going to keep on banging on about that, so I'll mention it here. Um, but I'd have to be taking Vikings minus three. I just think they're the, the better team. Obviously, Mike White stepped up and looked good last week, but apparently the they had more receivers with five-plus yards of, rece- of separation against that Bears defense than any team has pretty much ever had. It was crazy how easy it was for Mike White. I know the Vikings defense isn't very good, but they won't let players that wide open. Um, and obviously, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. I just think the Vikings have got too much for the Jets. I know they've got a very good defense and source versus Jefferson's going to be a heck of a matchup. It'll be one one to keep an eye on. Obviously, if they can restrict Jefferson, which they probably will, then makes it a bit more interesting. But yeah, Vikings minus three for me. And uh, a win here probably wraps up the division for them. Uh, I yeah I agree. Um, Vikings minus three is the play for me here, and I'd actually like the over forty four and a half. Uh, the Vikings defense is horrendous, and you've seen Mac Jones the last couple of weeks. He's been he's been very poor, and he looked like an actual NFL quarterback last weekend. Or sorry, Thanksgiving. So I expect White to be doing the exact same thing. Really, he looked competent, which is a lot better than Zach Wilson. Um, the Vikings are frauds. Yeah, that's a fact. But you know, Kirk Cousins isn't playing in prime time. He's always uh, he's always competent. Um, so I expect points in this game, if I'm being honest. Uh, I hope the Vikings win for the Dolphins' sake, and I think they'll cover the three. Yeah, I was the Vikings were two and a half, I think, when this first came out. Managed to get them, Packers and Chiefs all at two and a half. But at three, I think I still take the Vikings, when they're a better team. Um, the problem is the Jets on paper have got everything to beat this team with the Vikings because Source Gardner is probably one of the only corners that can track Jefferson across the field. And they've got a pass rush that can rush four and then, then make Kirk feel uncomfortable. And if you make Kirk feel uncomfortable, you normally <laughs> cause some problems. But I just think overall, against Mike White, I just don't think that level of offense is going to come again for the Jets. So I just think it'll be a, a tighter game maybe than it should be. But I think they'll cover the three. And I probably also would lean over because I do think the Jets receivers are really good. So I think they'll still put up points, but I just think the Vikings will win by a touchdown. Yeah, I 
yeah, it's um, going to be interesting. I'll um, definitely go with that one. Uh, Steelers minus one at Falcons. Total is 42 there. Um, yeah, don't really have much to stay on this game, to be honest. <laughs> I think it was Steelers plus one last week, so they flipped to favourites, but obviously three to zero doesn't mean a huge amount in the grand scheme of things. Falcons have not looked really good. Not looked very good. Terrible English there. Um, Marcus Mariota is, he shouldn't be a quarterback still, but they're going to keep playing him and he's still going to be there. Uh, they couldn't get the ball into the end zone last week. Even the running game wasn't working against the commanders in a game where they should have scored more. Uh, Tyler Algier looks quite good. Cordaro Patterson looks good in bits. Uh, Drake London obviously looks fairly good still, but they they just aren't getting it together. The red zone with Art Smith used to be the like the key thing for him. He used to be very good at it, but they've fallen off there. And then the Steelers, the Steelers are the Steelers there. They do what they do, and uh, that's all I can really say about them. Kenny Pickett's doing all right. George Pickens is doing all right. If he makes any catches, you'll see them. Um, and <laughs> Fryermuth has obviously been excellent at tight end. He's been um, probably Pickett's favorite target. So they, they'll grind out the result. I'd have to take Steelers if I was taking anything on this one. I think um, I think the Steelers are a good bet here, minus one. Uh, I think the Falcons kind of peaked earlier on the season. Um, a lot, a lot of teams thought they had a chance actually win the division. Sorry, a lot of people thought they had a chance win the division, and if they were anyways confident at all, they'd probably be challenging the Bucks because they've also been horrendous. But uh, yeah, this, look, I watched the Steelers against the Dolphins. I think it might have been four or five weeks ago, and Pickett looks like a ten times better quarterback now than he did back then. He was actually pretty impressive against the. Uh, the, the Colts and um, yeah I expect him to keep getting better and better and I think the Steelers should win this game by a touchdown Yeah I think the Steelers played better than I thought they would to be honest against the Colts on both sides of the ball stopped the run better in the second half than I thought they could and the offence looked okay in the first half but I'll probably have a stay away to be honest uh, I put Falcons plus one in there where I have to pick every single spread on a competition but I think I, overall I wouldn't actually bet it this game's um, in paper, the Steelers should win, but the Falcons can come out and score 28 points randomly in a half where they just run the ball non-stop. So we'll see if that works. But yeah, if Ridder was playing, I'd go Falcons, definitely. But I just think it's a stay away for me. Yeah, probably not one that I think we'll have many eyes on, to be honest, that one. Uh, Commanders, minus two and a half at the Giants. I do not have the total. I assume it's low. Um, yeah, the uh, the Commanders, as I say, won, won again last week. They're making a really, really strong push towards... Um, towards a possible wildcard spot in the NFC East. Obviously, all teams there are on winning records, which is pretty darn impressive. Uh, Taylor Heineke seems to be getting this offense running, uh, working, and Brian Robinson looked good as he barged through players last week. The Giants, I think their luck is done. I think, um, obviously, they had a very good start to the season, but it's just been a bit of a shamble since then. They uh, ran Saquon into the ground, and it seems like since they gave him 32, I think it was, carries, he just doesn't look the same. Uh, they obviously can't get any pass catches. They just keep getting injured. So it is, it is a rough spot for the Giants. Um, so, yeah, overall, I think I'll be taking Commanders minus two and a half at the Giants. But it's, it's a stay away for me. It's probably not going to be the most entertaining game. It's probably um, one of the biggest games, I think, of the of the slate. Um, whoever loses this game probably won't make the playoffs. That being said, I can't trust you with these teams. Heineke, in fairness, since he came in, has been very good. Uh, the Giants, they looked at the start of the season. I think Dave Ball was one of the favourites for coach of the year. I doubt he's anywhere near that now. Um, I'd say if this game was two or three, well, three or four weeks ago, it'd probably be the Giants minus two and a half as opposed to the Commanders. Um, as I said, it's probably one of the biggest games of the weekend, but definitely, definitely not going anywhere near it. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to bet this game either, to be honest. I think Commanders are probably rightful favourites. Um, their defensive line is playing amazing again now, and Chase Young's probably going to play on Sunday, so that's only going to get better. Um, Giants' offensive line's banged up, just like their receivers, so they're probably going to get a lot of pressure. Um, the Giants are well-coached, so they could come out, take a lead, and this could be a slogan. They could somehow win, but I just think overall, I, I think the Commanders are rightful favourites, but I just it, it's too much of a... A random game for me um yeah and i agree that whoever wins this game is probably gonna get that seven seed so uh if it's the commanders i don't think anyone would have been saying that when they were like one and four <laughs> at the end of the season but. yeah i don't think it was what one rivera intended but he's obviously managed to turn around with heineke under there and yeah fair play to them they've done a pretty impressive job over the last few weeks and obviously all the nfc east have on paper a relatively easy end to the schedule so um, yeah, we'll be interesting to see how that division turns out. Uh, so we have the Seahawks minus seven at the Rams, total of 41. And with Matthew Stafford again, not likely to play, I assume it will be Bryce Perkins again. Um, and either, well, it doesn't really matter who's there. They, they're without Alan Robinson now, who's, I think, done for the year as well. Cooper Cup is out for the, probably the season. Um, Aaron Donald is potentially injured as well. It's Seahawks minus seven. Right? The Rams are packing it in. They're trying to get the highest second round pick they can because they don't have a first round this year. So, um, yeah, Seahawks minus seven. It's fairly fairly simple. They're trying to win. The Rams aren't. Yeah, the Rams, season's over for them, really. Um, I think Alan Robinson's on IR as well. Not that he's been any good this year, but they basically just chalked off the season. Um, so they're wishing this a little first round pick, but I suppose that's it. Um, Jalen Ramsey as well has been very poor this year. I don't know why it's not getting enough recognition, probably because it's such a big name, but he's somehow getting away with uh, being one of the worst uh, cornerbacks in the NFL this year. Um, I don't know. I, I think the Seahawks should win the game. Like It's obviously a massive, massive game for them. They can still win the division. I just think seven is a bit high, and it's like one of them random games where the Rams have somehow perform well and the Seahawks to win by maybe a, a field goal or so, but I probably would lean towards the Rams plus seven here. I don't really know why. I just just feel that way <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think it, a lot of it sort of relies on aaron donald to me so if he's definitely not going to play on sunday and this is still the spread then i think yeah seahawks minus seven is it um but i think when he's confirmed in or out we could see this go get the hook so i think it'll go to six and a half or seven and a half depending on what happens with with donald but um yeah their defense like stopping the run one of the best defenses in the league this year and in the red zone they're still like a top six or seven unit which they proved again last week against the chiefs but um yeah i think if donald's not there then minus seven is going to be an easy bet for me but um yeah i'll, I'll be waiting until the day to see what's happening with that and total wise i probably wouldn't touch it because sometimes Gino and this offense can put up 30, 35 points in a win or a loss. And then you only need the Rams to, to have one trick play and score seven or 10 points. So I'll stay away from the total, but lean Seahawks minus seven for now. Yeah, Perkins rush yards is probably uh, one to look for there if you can find that on the Sunday. I don't think it'll be up until probably Sunday because there still will be a bit of uh, apprehension over who's starting a quarterback. But he ran a lot last week at quarterback, so... We will see what happens. Um, another spread, well, another pretty big game. Uh, AFC West Clash, Chargers plus one at the Raiders, total of 50.5. Um, I'm surprised the Chargers are only plus one, to be honest. Um, I don't know if Mike Williams is going to be back. I would lean to no, because that's been the story of their season. Um, but even then, they, the Chargers managed to scrape out a win last week with uh, their overtime win. Uh, sorry, not overtime win. Last second win as uh, as Everett scored the two-pointer at the end of the game, and the Raiders, the Raiders can be anything. I mean, they could 
they could win 30 to 10 in this one. But Josh Jacobs, after 300 plus yards last week, he came into last week with a calf injury and he hasn't trained this week due to that, strangely enough, after being the entire offense for the team. Um, yeah, I'd, I've got to go Chargers plus one here. I just don't think it's going to be close. I'd, I'll go with that. I'd, I mean, I wouldn't bet on it, but yeah, I'd, I think the Chargers are a better team. Um, and I'll, I'll leave it at that, to be honest. Raiders have got Adams and Josh Jacobs, and that's about it. Yeah, well, I suppose a massive game for the Chargers. Uh, the Raiders, I don't think, have any chance of getting to the playoffs. can't remember what their record is, but I think they're basically out of it. Um, yeah. The Raiders have been a lot better since Derek Hare was in tears at the podium. Um, they've been good against... They've, that was a great performance against the Seahawks. I think, as you said, was it a last... Was it in overtime, or was it just before the game finished? I'm not sure what it was, but... They're pretty good. Um, the Chargers are Super Bowl winners of every offseason. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really rate them that highly. Um, I'd probably go with the Raiders here, but I am actually surprised that the Raiders are favourites. Um, but yeah, if I if I had to back something, probably would be the Raiders, but I'll, I'll stay away. Yeah, I think I'll be on the Chargers plus one. Like I said, they were two, they were two point favourites, I swear, on Sunday when I bet it, but um so people are obviously betting on the raiders um i probably back over 50.5 as well because when these two teams play it seems to just be nuts every single time because the defenses just can't get a stop so um i'd lean chargers lean the over uh, i think the Chargers need to win this game to get in the playoffs so they, they just can't afford to lose to a team worse than them anymore um because the jets keep winning the patriots are still there with a shout they're probably going to lose tonight but they'll still be close so i think the Chargers have to win this game so yeah i lean there yeah, I was um, just looking around. The the betting comp I'm in is minus one and a half for the Chargers. So the lines moved all the way yeah. through to zero, made the other team favourite. So as as you said, um, two points earlier in the week. Yeah, should um, should be a very entertaining game that one actually. So one to look forward to. Uh, Colts plus ten and a half at the Cowboys is still somehow the Sunday night game. Obviously, the league were frightened of offending people by moving the Cowboys out, um, even though they've moved Mahomes out of uh, prime time next week, um, but can't do that to the Cowboys of course uh, the total is 44.5 here and I've, I've only got I can only look one way it'll be Cowboys minus 10 and a half again it's not a bet for me I don't really take double digit favorites but the Colts have got the potential to put up very few points the Cowboys have been very very good since Dak returned at quarterback so I think of kind of 30 to 15 kind of something like that for the Cowboys um, which means I guess I'm leaning over the total uh, 44.5 but yeah it's it's another dud to finish out a Sunday night unfortunately yeah it's it's actually depressing to think the Dolphins 49ers are playing at the same time as the Chiefs Bengals and you have this nightmare of a game on late on a, <laughs> late on Sunday I don't think anyone's going to be staying up for it um, I think the Jeff Saturday honeymoon period is well and truly over um, this time management at the end of the game that last year was horrendous I know I wouldn't fully blame him it's probably Matt Ryan's fault to an extent as well but still probably is on the head coach more than anyone else um, I think the Cowboys should cover this by two touchdowns fairly straightforward um, I don't like taking big handicaps either but ten and a half I'll be taking all day um, not that I've watched the game around but yeah I expect the Cowboys to cover cover fairly handy yeah, same. I probably won't bet it, I don't think. But in fact, to lean, it would definitely be that way. Um, I'll probably look at the first half line as well. Might be six and a half, maybe, for the Cowboys. I think that's a good bet. They always play really well in the first half. And then they decide to run Zeke, ridiculously amounts in the second half and just see the lead just slightly dwindle down. But um, yeah, the Colts, I think there was a bit of a lucky win when Jeff Saturday first came in. They looked pretty bad last week. Um, Jonathan Taylor had a couple of good games and then all of a sudden, 
they're not letting him run the ball again for, for, for two drives in a row. And it's just, their whole offense doesn't make sense to me. So, yeah, I'd lean that way and probably stay away from the, the total because it feels like it could be 33-3 this game. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll just go with the Cowboys, I think. Yes, uh, not, a, not a pretty one to close out their night. Um, but, yeah, as I say, at least they've sorted it for next week because we would have been subjected to the Broncos otherwise. So, And uh, I believe the Colts are again in prime time either next week or the week after. They've got quite a few at the end of the season, which hopefully they'll move out, but obviously they can't do Monday nights, so might be subjected to them. And closing out the weekend is Monday night football. Uh, Saints plus three and a half out of Buccaneers. Total only 40.5 here. Um, the Saints with Sean Payton owned the Buccaneers. Uh, they haven't done much at all this year, though, and they lost to the Bucks earlier in the season. So my instinct is to go for the Saints plus three and a half here because both teams, well, frankly, both teams have been poor this year. Uh, but the Buccaneers should have far too much. If uh, Lattimore returns, he'll probably be on Mike Evans, but Mike Evans hasn't exactly been pulling up any trees recently. It's been a lot more Chris Godwin, so he's one to look for. And obviously, Rashad White. Uh, got most of the, well, I say most of the carries. He got the most, he did get most of the carries, but he didn't do a whole lot with them last week against the Browns. He had one big run and then got kind of faded out. It was a bit of a, it was a very weird game. I think the, the Bucks went something like seven drives without putting up points, which is pretty absurd against the Browns. So they'll be looking to improve that this week. Uh, I think Fournette is back in training. So that gives him another option at running back at least. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see anything other than really the Bucks minus three and a half, but. Again, it's a stay away from me, probably under on the table. Yeah, I'd probably stay away from the, the handicap here. Uh, the Saints seem to always keep the books tight. Um, I'll probably go for the under 40 and a half. Uh, I'm just waiting for the for the game for the books to come out. Like, I, I don't know how they're somehow going to end up being the, what, the fourth seed in the NFC. And I don't think any team's going to want to play them. They'll probably end up being like eight and nine to win the division. But yeah, look, I suppose as long as you win your division, that's the main thing. Um, oh, the Saints are very poor. I think I backed them this third season to actually win the division. And if they were anyways okay, they probably would. Um, oh, the Bucks, look, they should win the game. I won't be touching the handicap and I'll probably go unders. But it's again, it's, it's a shit game to have on prime time. But <laughs> look, probably lean towards unders, as I said. But that's probably my only lean. Yeah, same in terms of the under. That's probably lean that way. Um, I also back the Saints to win the division, so that's looking awful for us on this podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I think Bucks minus three is three and a half is the spread as well. Uh, if the Saints were playing Jameis, I'd maybe feel slightly different about it. But um, I don't need to tell Bengals fan on the podcast. But uh, Andy Dalton's terrible, so um, <laughs> I just I just don't think that I could be taking them. If their defense plays well, they they can easily cover. They've done that against the Bucks before, but. Um, they're very unreliable this season. So, yeah, I'd lean the under total and the Bucks minus three and a half and see if Tom can get to 500 again. Yes, yeah. Um, so they're normally hardly contested, the hard contested games, but yeah. There'll be a fight um, as well, probably, which is fun. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, um, Dalton, Dalton's been okay for them, but that's all it's been. And, yeah, it's just been a bit of a shambles all around that. I think I had the Saints as well. So yeah, it's three from three on this podcast to, to win the division. And I mean, they're still within they're still in with a chance of it. That's the stupid thing. How terrible that division's been this year. Um but yeah, it's it's luckily for us in the UK it's uh, hidden away on Monday night and we don't really have to pay much attention to it. Um a couple of minutes left. Anyone got any props? I know Liam, you mentioned a couple earlier on. Yeah, apart from the two I mentioned, uh there was the ones so uh, Jefferson's line six and a half 
and then over seven and a half for Tyreek Hill for receptions as well. So, do you say under or over for Jefferson? So it's oh, on that. yeah, over. Sorry, over six and a half. Okay, okay, interesting against uh, Source. As we said, it should be very interesting uh, match up that one. Um, Jack, anything? I haven't even looked at props to be honest with you. <laughs> Nah, me neither. So uh, we will close out the podcast on that one and we'll get on to uh, Germany and Spain in the uh, football. I've been a little distracted doing my DraftKings lineup in the next in the last 20 minutes, so apologies for that. Um, Realise I was running out of time. Um, right, let's uh, close it up then. Fingers crossed for a decent week for our best bets. So thank you from me, thank you from Liam, and thank you from Jack. And we'll uh, see how this Sunday goes. Hoo!